Well, hello again. This is Nathan, and welcome back to Fathom with Nathan. Uh, This is the podcast where I spend time focusing on seeking the Lord, hearing His voice, and, you know, trying to share whatever the Lord impresses me to share. Uh, This isn't the kind of podcast that I just do every single week just to get something out there every week. This is really based on whatever I feel like the Lord gives me. I want to share it. I want to share it faithfully. I want to share it um, boldly, and I want to share it humbly. Um, but a lot of times the words that I get are very, um, I'd say strong, um, confrontational, uh, maybe not as common as you would hear in a typical church service or things like that. This is, uh, you know, very far removed from, (laughs) from, uh, entertaining, um, this, that's not the role of this podcast. So if you're looking to be entertained, you're not going to find that here. Uh, if you're looking for something to wow you and make you feel good, you're not going to find that here. But if you're looking for the Lord and you're looking to to seek Him and to see what He's doing, I think that there are some things that I can share that um, that um, might help in that area. That's that's my goal. Is you know, as we seek the Lord to know Him better, to have a better revelation of Him, and in turn a better relationship with Him. And the better relationship we have with Him, the more revelation we'll have of Him. I speak about this often. It's kind of like an infinity loop. And, um, you know, uh, so I just want to share what I feel like the Lord's given me today. Uh, it's very strong and, uh, you know, you can think about these words and chew on them, go back to the scriptures, see if what I'm saying is true, but I'm just going to list out, I have about 12 different statements that I felt like, um, are different points of emphasis that the Lord wanted me to share that he's wanting his church to know that he's sharing not to just be corrective. This is not just so, um, you know, it's one more person saying, oh, the church is bad or something. That's that's not this at all. This is basically the Lord's heart saying, um, pay attention to what I am trying to say. Because when you pay attention to what I'm trying to say, then you'll know what I'm thinking and then you can act accordingly. Um, you know, all of scripture, the Old Testament and the New Testament, um, can be summed up in, in by those that listened to God and those that did not listen to God. And when I say listen, I mean not only hearing his voice, but also doing it. So I'll get back to that here in a second. But I'm going to just go through these um, 12 different statements. They're not perfectly worded. This is not a thus saith the Lord kind of thing. This is basically what I felt like um, God was doing was highlighting in different phrases and different statements things that he um, would like the church to know and to operate in. It's another plea to the church, meaning the body of Christ, not a specific church group or church building or any specific church leader addressed here. This is basically, you know, this is his heart to say, hey, please listen. Please listen. I'm begging you to listen. Um, because the Lord knows when we listen to him, that's when we have the best advice. So I'm just going to go through these statements and I might read each of them twice. Um, I'm not going to try and be dramatic with any of this, but it is, it is quite, uh, sobering and it is quite heavy. And it is also a confrontation to, to what is going on in the church that I really don't know too many people speak about. Um, so here we go. Um, Number one, those who don't want the voice of the Lord don't want the Lord himself. Those who don't want the voice of the Lord don't want the Lord himself. 
Why is that? Because the voice of the Lord is an expression of who he is. It's an expression of what he wants. It's an expression of what he desires to accomplish. It's an expression of his heart. And it's an expression of what he's wanting to do for his body and for the world. Number two, churches that do not listen for the voice of God are no less accountable for hearing his voice simply because their doctrine is cessationist. I'll read that again. Churches that do not listen for the voice of God are no less accountable for hearing his voice because their doctrine is cessationist. What is cessationist theology? Cessationist theology basically says that God stopped speaking when the New Testament canon of Scripture was closed. And what's the canon? Basically, it's the measuring uh, standard by, you know, uh, first century believers coming together and saying, this is the New Testament. That's not the New Testament. So the 27 books we have now, a lot of theological circles, even a lot of those here in Florida in the Reformed theology, in, in some Baptist theology, not all, but some Baptist theology, would like to say that God no longer speaks, that God no longer actually directs us by his his voice um and that's absolutely false you know churches are no less accountable groups and bodies of believers are no long no less accountable to hear his voice just because their doctrine says so just like god is not obligated to not heal people just because their doctrine says god does not heal it's absolutely absurd um so you know we'll be held accountable just like the unbeliever as it says in romans is held accountable because of creation all of us will be held accountable before God because of God's creation and what he did. It displays his glory. It displays his nature. It displays his power. <clears throat> Number three, the neglect to invite the voice of God is like neglecting the voice of the great shepherd. You, if you're in a leadership role, are not a wise shepherd if you can't lead by listening to his voice. You're only a wise shepherd if you listen to the experienced shepherd, your great shepherd, our great shepherd, Christ himself. Now, I don't mean listening by just reading scripture and following his advice, his advice in scripture. That's very good. But we've been called to lead people. You know, those of us that are in what I would consider five main leadership roles in the church, some call it fivefold ministry, we're, we're called to, uh, to look out for the body of Christ and to lead them up into the head, as the scriptures say, to grow up into the head, which is Christ. But how can we be a good leader if we're not listening to the voice of God ourselves? It's impossible. Now, we can take principles of God's word and act that out, but if we don't actually hear God's voice, how do we even know we're doing what he wants us to do in any given situation? Number four, it's like neglecting the expertise of an experienced fisherman to turn down his vice and to neglect the wisdom he's willing to give. So if you're out there and you're trying to feed your family and you're, you're, you're trying to go fish and feed your family, but you don't want anyone's advice, you don't want to hear what anyone has to say, you don't want to, you don't want to learn from anyone, then you know, you're, really in, you're just very, very isolated and you're, you're trying to be the, the know-all. That's not how God wants us to live. If we neglect his voice as the great fisherman, how will we know how to operate as a good fisherman? It, it's just another illustration, the same point, different, different il illustration. Number five, <clears throat> not seeking the rebuke of the Lord is like a child hiding from discipline. The child wants to avoid it because of their avoidance to pain, not seeing that their greatest loss is the loss of a changed character. I'm going to say that again. Not seeking rebuke is like a child hiding from discipline. They avoid it because of their avoidance to pain, not seeing that the greatest loss is the loss of a changed character. What do I mean by that? So when we don't actively invite the Lord into our life to, to come in and, 
and uh, sift through us and to speak to us and to highlight areas that we need to change in, then really what we're doing is we're saying we, uh, we would rather hide from the Lord and we would rather not avoid the pain of discipline because we really just don't want to do that. That's not that convenient. I don't like pain. I'm going to avoid pain. Therefore, I'm going to avoid the voice of God because I'm afraid that he'll confront me and challenge me or convict me or cause me to do something or give something up or change, or I might have to forgive that person, or I might have to let go of this job, or I might have to not focus on money, whatever it is that we're, God knows our being. And so not inviting the voice of the Lord, not inviting his rebuke and not inviting his, his confrontation, his conviction is like a little child just hiding from discipline because we'd rather have our own way and seek avoidance to pain. So I said this earlier, this is number six, um, hearing the voice of God is not optional. You know, we can read the written word and that's good, but we, but have we listened to the counsel of God? Yes, we can read scripture. Yes, we should read scripture. We should not stop reading scripture, but there is a ever present real time now voice of God that says, repent for this or forgive that person or um, go to this chapter of scripture and read here or speak this way differently to that person or um, give money to that person or uh, repent for this or teach this. There's an active, ever-present, living now spirit of God that can speak to us right now. And if you've never had that, you don't need to feel condemned for that. But I'm just saying it's time to start listening. We have to start listening to the voice of God. Yes, read scripture. I keep saying that. But we must listen to the active voice of God. When when would you say right now, if you're able to think back in your life, when is the last time that you actually felt God speaking to you? Um, you know, have we quieted ourselves in a fashion to where we give him time to speak? And that's on his timetable. Sometimes we sit there and I'm just in the presence of God for not even a minute and he's already talking to me. Other times I could spend time with God all day and not hear anything, but then I'll be driving down the road and all of a sudden he'll burst right in and tell me something. He'll give me a word of knowledge or some discernment or some foreknowledge about an event that's going to happen in the future. So all we have to do is seek the Lord for the Lord because he loves us. We love him. And if we love him, we'll listen to his voice. I spoke about this earlier, uh, but... This is what I wrote down as number seven. The entire volume of scripture is summed up by two camps. And it can be summed up in different ways and different different pros and, and, and cons and different do's and don'ts. And there are other categories. I'm not saying these are the only categories, but this is a category. Those who listened and those who didn't. Think about Adam and Eve. They didn't listen. Think about the Old Testament prophets. They were trying to get... Uh, the believers, the Israelites, to listen to God. That's why they went through the cycle of repenting and then going back to sin, and then God would raise up a prophet, and then they'd repent, and then they'd go back to their sin, and then they'd raise, God would raise up another prophet, and then they'd hear the voice of God, and then they'd repent. Why don't we just listen and obey? Why don't we skip that entire process of the cycle of sin and just say, yes, God, I'll listen. Yes, God, I'll repent. Yes, God, I'll humble myself. Yes, God, I'll let myself be accountable to you, no matter what you say, no matter what you expect, no matter what you want me to do or not do, no matter who it pleases or displeases, no matter what money I have or I don't know where I live or what I don't, Lord, you are my Lord. You are my Jesus and I will follow you.
Number nine, churches that focus more on listening to the preacher or priest are imbalanced. Leaders must teach those they lead to listen for the voice of God. Do we want a group of people to be just dependent on church leaders? Oh my goodness. Shouldn't we rather have it so that we lead people so that they're not dependent on us? Or do we like it that they, they like to follow us? Does it meet some some need in our ego uh, for people to need us? God could replace any leader at any time for any reason. Do we want you know, children that we have, like our physical children that are growing up to always be dependent on us for advice and for wisdom or insight? Or would we rather that they grow up and learn wisdom and learn knowledge and that they become independent and become self-sufficient in their, in their functioning? You know, if we have leaders that don't ever listen to the voice of God, how are we going to have church people that are actually being discipled to listen to the voice of God? It's not going to happen. But what we have in a lot of our churches are people that rely on others to hear the voice of God for them. And that's good in some sense because that's the role of a leader. We have to have leadership hearing from God and leading. That's always been God's way. So there's always going to be something that some leader that is actually spirit-led is going to hear from God that's going to lead the people of God in a way that the people of God themselves, that group, may not have heard in that instance. That's fine. That's the way it was, was with Moses, with all the prophets, with the apostles. That's the way it's always going to be. God uses men and women to lead others because they hear from God and do as well. At the same time, it's all of our responsibility to hear from God for ourselves. But what we have is a lot of church people that just don't even hear from God themselves. They just go to church and then they listen to the preacher, hope that the message is good. Maybe they're open to a little bit of challenge and maybe they maybe they are even convicted. Maybe maybe they change. But what about the rest of the week? What about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? What about on the Sundays that you don't go to church, you know, as a at a place of worship at a building? Can God speak to you Sunday morning by yourself? Yes, absolutely. Do you have to go to a building to hear from God? Absolutely not. Should we be in fellowship with believers? Yes, as the scriptures say. But there's something about us growing up into the head, hearing the voice of God for ourselves, that will be confirmed in scripture, that is in alignment with his character, that produces the fruitfulness of wisdom, that we can live our lives and be confident that God speaks to us. That's what we can do. We can live lives every single day that God has, uh, has built a track record and can build a track record into our life that he speaks to us because he's faithful, because that's who he is, because he speaks, because we're important, because we spend time with him, because he wants us to be led. But are we putting ourselves, are we positioning ourselves, are we positioning our children before the voice of the Lord to, to listen to God? Are we teaching them what it is to ask God and to believe God for answers? Are we seeing miracles in our life in a way that we can discuss those to our family members and our, and our children and our coworkers and our community? Are we actually being a channel that God can speak through us for. So that was kind of 10. I skipped over 10, but it was in there. Number 11. In the days ahead, those that listen will be the most effective leaders in the body of Christ. In the days ahead, those that listen will be the most effective leaders in the body of Christ. That's always been the case. But right now we can always we can only affect the future. We can't affect the past. It's always been the case that those that listen to God will be the most effective leaders in the body of Christ. That's always been the case. But moving into the future, that 
being our future. We only have the future ahead of us. Those that listen to the voice of God, not just the scriptures, but listen to the voice of God, how to act, how to behave, what to go do, what to not do, when to do it, how to do it, who to do it with, who to not do it with, in what way to do it, in what stage to do it. They will be the most effective leaders in the body of Christ. And that group of people will be those that will be more likely to fulfill what John spoke about. And this is number 12. They'll be more likely to fulfill what was spoken about in John chapter 17. When we have the unity in the brethren, how can that think about this? That's why we have so many denominations. We have denominations because people don't really know what is true. One church emphasizes this, another church emphasizes that, one denomination says this, one denomination says that. That's because we all see through a glass darkly. Yes, we will not always see all, everything perfectly clear. There will always be some facet of our theology that needs to be a, a adjusted and adapted. But those that actually seek the voice of God and live out the voice of God, hear the voice of God as though he's real, as though he actually wants to speak and we actually need to listen, those will be the ones that grow up into the head, and those are the real leaders of the body of Christ, the ones that listen and obey, the ones that teach others to listen and teach others to obey. That's the way it has always been. That's the way it is. What it was with the disciples. In the Old Testament, it was, if, to, if you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. In the New Testament, repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. I would like to encourage you to build a pattern of all day. There, of course, are, I would say the majority of our day is a day filled with things where we aren't just sitting still and quiet. But we can still have a posture of listening. So we don't stop trying to posture ourselves to listen just because we're busy. We should always be posturing ourselves to listen and to hear from the Lord regardless of how busy we are, almost even more so because of how busy we are, because we're, we have the influx of unexpected circumstances in our life. We get a flat tire. The kids are sick. Grandpa dies. Uh, you know, uh, you know, money doesn't come in like all of these circumstances. We need wisdom and the Holy Spirit can guide us in every decision. But are we also choosing because we love him, not because we need to meet some religious expectation? Are we also choosing to position ourselves to listen to get alone with him, to maybe sit there with just some music on and hear what he has to say, to ask him, Lord, is there anything in scripture that you might want me to listen to, to read today? Father, what are you saying? Anything you want to say, I want to hear. Anything, anything that you're wanting to do, Lord, I want to be on the same page as you. I want to listen and I want to obey. Teach me how to hear. Teach me how to obey. Teach me how to be one who follows your voice, the great shepherd. And he will. I promise you, he will. He will not neglect his children. He will not neglect you hearing his voice as his child. He won't do it. He is not a silent God. He is a God who speaks. Have we given him the opportunity to speak? Have we taken up him up on that opportunity? Have we afforded ourselves the absolute riches of his wisdom and his voice? Have we given ourselves to listen? I know, I'm, I know I'm saying the same thing, but I'm hitting it in different ways. So, Lord, we just position ourselves even in this moment to listen. Anything that you want to say, anything that you want to do, anything that you want to accomplish, regardless of what it requires or expects of us to believe or to adjust or to change or to yield to you in, even if it's scary for us, Lord, 
because you see all. We say yes, Lord. So I invite you, please do that. Please spend time with him. You're going to be in a more safe place when you listen to his voice. And he gets more glory and the kingdom of God is more built. Thank you so much.